Murder on the Music Scene has rebranded. We are now going by the name Mysterious-ish. Join us for Season 2 of Mysterious-ish, where we will be discussing conspiracy theories such as time travel and aliens. Season 2 premieres March 22nd with two new episodes. Murder on the Music Scene contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, the podcast where a music educator and a music enthusiast discuss the deaths of musicians and the mysteries surrounding them. I'm Caitlin. I'm Erica. And today we are going to be discussing the death of the one, the only, Tupac. Tupac himself, the second love of my life. Yes. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, let's just get right into it. All right, so um, I just want to preface this here uh, biography by saying that there is so much information about Tupac. Like, literally the amount of articles that I found, the, like, everything. There's just a tremendous amount of information. So I had to really, really really narrow down all of the information for the purposes of this podcast. It's not like a whole life of Tupac. It's general, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, I know that I missed a lot, um, and I still have five pages of notes. So uh, don't come at me for not having all of the information. I understand that I missed some But for the purposes of our podcast, of this podcast, which you are listening to right meow, it's not important to have every single tiny detail about Tupac's life. Okay? All right. I'm off my soapbox. Here we go. So, Lizane Parrish Crooks was born in East Harlem, New York. Now you said what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. He was born in East Harlem, New York. On June 16th, 1971. Uh Uh-huh. His birth name was not Tupac. Well, duh, but I thought it was like Shakur or whatever. But wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. So um, when he was about a year old, he he did, his mother legally changed his name from Lizane Parrish to Tupac Amaru. Okay. So legally his name was Tupac. Mm Mm-hmm. But spelled T U P A C, not the number two P A C. Well, yeah, it's always okay. T U. I've never yeah. did the two in pop. Well, in and we'll learn this later. Oh, okay. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry. no, it's okay. Jumping it's okay. Ahead. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying the two number two Pac is like one of his album names. Oh. The two Pacalypse now. So they they he does he is referred to as. The number two, Pac. I keep holding up my fingers as if the listeners can see me holding up my fingers. It's fine. So his last name, Shakur, eventually came from his his future stepfather. So right now his legal name as of his first year of life is Tupac Amaru, probably Crooks. 
because that was his mom's maiden name, I believe. Hmm. So um, he was actually named, so Tupac Amaru came from an 18th century political leader in France. His name was Jose Gabriel Tupac Amaru II. And this dude was executed for leading a rebellion against Spanish rule. So he was from Peru and he like rebelled against the Spanish monarchy. Okay. So the reason that Tupac was named after this dude will make sense in a minute. So Tupac's dad's name was William Garland, um, AKA Billy Garland. His mom's birth name was Alice Faye Williams, but she changed her name to a Fenny Shakur for reasons that I will make apparent right now. Both of Tupac's parents were members of the Black Panther Party. Mm -hmm. For those who do not know what the Black Panthers were, no, I am not referring to Chadwick Boseman's Marvel character. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace, Chadwick. Wakanda forever, bro. Uh, The Black Panther Party was a political activist group founded to challenge the police brutality against African Americans. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to go into detail about all of the things that they did and all of the um, stuff that happened surrounding said group. I will not be giving my opinions. If you want to learn more about it, you can read the article that we have cited on the blog. MurderOnTheMusicScene.com. So that is why Tupac's mom renamed him after a revolutionary because she was a revolutionary herself. Um, According to one article that I read, Afeni had been acquitted of 150 charges of, quote, conspiracy against the United States government and New York landmarks just one month before Tupac was born. She was literally on trial while she was pregnant with him. And one month before she was born, he was born, she was acquitted of all 150 accounts. She was a total badass. I love her. She's my favorite. (laughs) So Tupac's parents were separated before he was even born. Um, So his father wasn't really in the picture that much. It's said that he, quote, lost contact with Tupac's mother when Tupac was around five years old. Afeni moved Tupac and his sister Sechua. I probably butchered that. It is spelled S-E-K-Y-I-W-A. But I listened to videos and um, listened to her her pronounce it, and it sounds like she's saying Sechua. Okay, it's pretty though. It's different. It is pretty, and she's a she's really pretty. Um, Love it. So, um, mom is moving Tupac and his sister around the United States quite a bit. Um, For a brief time, they settled in Baltimore, where Tupac was able to attend the Baltimore School for the Arts, which was a very prestigious school. At this school, he wrote raps and poetry, and he even performed in some Shakespeare plays and played the Mouse King in the Nutcracker, which is like my favorite detail. I love that so much. I lied. This is my favorite detail. Hold on. So he won a lot of rap competitions and was considered to be the best rapper at his school. Here's a quote about him, which is going to make me cry. He was remembered as one of the most popular kids in his school because of his sense of humor, superior rapping skills, and ability to mix with all crowds. Yeah, I actually like heard that he was a pretty dope dude. Like he yeah. was he was always nice. Like even fame didn't change him. Like he was always like su- I guess he was always like super nice to like people and that just that humbles me knowing that mm-hmm. like 
I don't know, because you always hear, like, bad stories about other celebrities, but, like, I don't know, I, so far, I haven't really heard a bad story, but apparently that's gonna change. We'll get to it. (laughs) But he, he had his issues, he had his issues, but we'll get to it. Okay, so, however, his family relocated again to Marin City, California, before Tupac could graduate from the Baltimore School for the Arts. In Marin City, he joined the Ensemble Theater Company to pursue a career in entertainment. While in Marin City, Tupac also lived on the streets and began selling drugs and becoming involved in gang activity, which would later um, provide material for his music. One article that I read stated that Tupac had been surrounded by criminals pretty much all his life. And this is where we're gonna get a little crazy. Um, So his godfather named Elmer Pratt was a high-ranking high-ranking Black Panther who was convicted of <laughs> murdering a teacher during a robbery. Who? Huh? His stepfather, I'm so sorry, Mutulu, Mutulu, M-U-T-U-L-U, Shakur, mm-hmm. um, was on the FBI's most wanted list for four years yeah, so- after he helped his sister escape jail. <laughs> Well, no wonder where Tupac gets his hiding <laughs> skills from. <laughs> um, the Godfather. Mutulu's sister had been arrested for killing a state trooper, trooper in 1973. Oh, and uh, Mutulu? Yeah, he also robbed a Brinks truck and killed the two police officers and the guard in said okay, truck. Okay, you badass. So, uh, boy had some not-so-great influences in his life. But that's okay. He still did wonderful things. Mm-hmm. So, in 1990, Tupac met Shock G of Digital Underground, and Digital Underground was an Oakland-based rap group that became famous because of their hit single, The Humpty Dance. Now do the hump <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Just like that. So, Tupac joined this group as a backup dancer and a roadie. I actually had to Google what roadie meant because I've always heard, like, groupie. Oh, yeah. But roadie is different. Mm-hmm. So, a roadie is, like, someone who rides along with the band and, like, sets up all their shit yeah, and tears it down. I love that. I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't like, think so. But, like, that's so dope that, like... Could you imagine? Okay, so I love Post Malone so fucking much. Could you imagine if I just went to a Post Malone concert and was like, hey, I don't want nothing from you, and I will work for you for free and just set everything up if I could just be with you and, like, breathe the same air. Like, that I would be sad. That's me with Halsey or Bring Me the Horizon. I would do anything for Oliver Sykes. Yeah. Anything for mm-hmm. that man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love him. Okay, I'm done. And Halsey. I love Halsey, too. She just had her baby. she did. Oh, I love her so much. She's, like, the most wholesome human being. So, um, to join as a backup dancer and a roadie, he toured with uh, Digital Underground and worked on his own stuff at the same time. He first appeared in 1991 on the record, This Is An EP Release. This Is An EP Release. Finally. You got it. 72nd times the charm. Thanks. (laughs) I just love the name of that record because it's very, it's just so straight and to the point. It's like, this is an EP release. Okay. This is it. This is what you get. Yep. Take it or leave it. So he also appeared in Digital Underground's second album, Sons of the P. Like the letter P, not, oh, not like P. Not like, like, pee pee. (laughs) (laughs) Just 
Just the letter P. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Later that year, he, that same year, so 1991, he released uh, his first solo album titled Two Apocalypse Now. Two. There I go again, the holding up my fingers as if the listeners can hear me. Two Apocalypse Now. You. They can't see you. Shit. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my first day of podcasting. Good <laughs> lord. As if the listeners can see me. Huh, I need to go to bed. It's been a long week. It's fine. Wait, it's Tuesday. <laughs> today is Tuesday. It's okay. I thought I legit thought it was like Thursday or Friday today at work. I wish it was. Not me. I gotta work this weekend. Oh. Okay, so this album, Tupacalypse Now, was vastly different from the digital underground sound, which was more like a dancey hip hop feel like an electronic dance, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, this album leaned more towards the sound of Public Enemy and NWA. Um, this album also featured heavy political lyricism, letting the whole world know Tupac's agenda. His parents were both members of the Black Panther. Yes, he has an agenda, and yeah, he spoke out on it. And that's totally fine. Let him do him. If you don't like the music, don't listen to it. Truth. This album even got criticism from the vice president, Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle. Which, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, Dan Quayle? Who the hell is Dan Quayle? You don't get to criticize Tupac with a name like Dan Quayle. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. Yeah, Quayle. God. But he said about the album... There's no reason for a record like this to be released. It has no place in our society. You know what else doesn't have a place in our society? You Racism! True. <sighs> That's all I'm saying. Okay, moving on. Mm. Um, in 1992, Tupac began his film career alongside... Dickie? No. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Oh. And... I was like, I don't think they did a thing together, but... No, I they, were, they were enemies. I know. That's they why were, I was like... Mortal enemies. They were. Uh-huh. So he belong be- belong. Damn it. He began. Be- began. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason that I remember that is because I listened to the episode today. <laughs> so what am I talking about? Tupac. God. God. Ice Cube. He began his film career okay. alongside Ice Cube and Ice T. Like, oh my god, did you see Ice T's baby? Who is Ice T? What? You don't know who Ice no, T is? No, I don't know who Ice T is. Who is what this? Fucking fuck. I have never heard of Ice T. You no, you have. I might know his music, but I don't I can't guarantee that Ice I do. Ice T. I'm sure you've seen him. Probably. Because he's also been in a lot of movies. Yeah, then I probably know him. I also just suck as a human being, and um, I don't really know that much about pop culture. Oh, I know his face. Yeah. And we're going to get back to Tupac, right? Yeah. Now. Okay. So, 1992 began his acting career, okay? So, he started in the movie Juice. Mm, love that movie. And then the next year, he appeared in Poetic Justice with mm-hmm. my girl Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, Janet. Uh, the same year, he released his second album, Strictly for My N-I-G-G-A-Z, which, um, yeah, I'm not saying the name of that. Thank you. Uh, this album featured the same activist-style lyrics as... Tupacalypse Now and became a platinum album at number four on the R&B charts. 
1993, he starred in a basketball movie called Above the Rim. I don't think I've seen that one. I don't either. I haven't even heard of it. Hmm. There's also another one that I've never heard of that he's in, but we'll get to that in a second. So now this is where Tupac starts getting into legal trouble once he like starts becoming a recording artist. He mm-hmm. like never had a record before he became a recording artist. Um, and his first offense was in 1992 when he was involved in a fight that led to a stray bullet killing a six-year-old bystander. Bystander. Oh, no. Yeah. So, basically, what I read was that he got in a fight with some younger people that were younger than him. I'm not sure how much younger. I'm not sure if they were teenagers or, like early 20s i don't know Mm. but he got in a fight with them and they tried to take the gun from him and it like went off Mm -hmm. and this poor six-year-old died got shot and he died so these charges were later dismissed um, as an accident and i read that tupac felt absolutely horrendous about it like it wasn't really his fault but he still felt like it was. Right, I get that. So, I couldn't imagine. I know, I know. I can't imagine. How do you think that family feels? Like, ugh, I can't. So, again, those charges were later dismissed. And in the summer of 1993, Tupac was filming Menace to Society yes. when he assaulted the director, Alan Hughes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, for this, he received a whopping 15 days in jail. Um, In October of 1993, he was charged with the shooting of two off-duty police officers in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. whom he claimed were harassing a black motorist. So these charges were dismissed because it was released that the officers were intoxicated and they had started it and they had threatened Tupac with a stolen gun. So yeah, that 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 doesn't really sound like his fault. Yeah, that sadly does happen uh-huh. quite a lot in African Americans. Like, there's this, was it a Tyler New? It was Orange is the New Black. They had that. You've seen Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. all the way? Mm-hmm. V? She went after Who? RJ? V. She was the one that Tasty, like, like Tasty's mom, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so he, Tupac, is a lucky dude. He, like, got away with that. The, as far as the two officers killing the, t- the two police officers. But the next month, uh, so November of 1994, Tupac and two members of his entourage were charged with sexually harassing, sorry, sexually abusing a female fan. Um, he says that he never raped her, but he also did not stop the others, even though he very well could have. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's not cool. If you see something, say something and or stop it or call the police. Um, so the day before this, the verdict of this case was released, he was shot five times mm-hmm. by two muggers in the lobby of a recording studio in New York. And that motherfucker lived. Yeah. Yes. So boy got shot twice in the head. Mm-hmm. The head. Twice in the groin. In the groin. Yeah. Not in the dick, but he got shot, like, in that area. Um, and My once... dude almost lost a wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Actually, one of 
the articles that I read was talking about, so so Tupac's dad, he sort of like disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. When he was five, he just like didn't have contact with him for a really long time. Right. Until this incident. So oh. until Tupac was shot five times, Billy came back. Mm. And for some reason, the article said something about how like Billy maintained that the two shots in the groin area were not to his dick and balls. They were just like there. And then it said, and Billy Billy said that as soon as he saw the his his groin area, he knew that it was his son. What? I know. I'm going to find it because it was I read it and I was like, that's excuse me. That's Ako Taco. Thanks for that. Ako Taco, that's cute. Okay, okay, I found it. I found it. So blah blah blah, five bullets, twice in the head, twice in the groin, one through the arm, okay? In the documentary Biggie and Tupac, Tupac's father is interviewed and said that Tupac made a point to show him that no damage was inflicted upon his penis and or testicles. His father also mentions that when he saw Tupac's groin, he knew that he was his son. That's it? That's, yes, but why? Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's like this strange birthmark that they have. Maybe, I don't know. But it's just like, why? I don't understand. I don't know. It's highly sus. I feel like it's just gross. Okay. So anyway, so he got shot twice in the head, twice in the groin, not the penis or testicles. Not there. Mm-mm. Um, and once through the arm and thigh. So I'm, um, I imagine that he like bent down, like ducked down to try to save himself. And then the, right. the bullet went through his arm and into his thigh. So he lived and the very next day he rolled into the courthouse in a freaking wheelchair and was found guilty of three counts of molestation. And on February 7th, he was sentenced to one and a half to four and a half years in prison for sexual assault. He began this sentence a week later. While he was serving his sentence, Tupac's third album, Me Against the World, was released while he was in jail. (laughs) This album hit number one on the charts, making Tupac the first artist to enjoy a number one record while serving a prison sentence. So, Have you um, ever seen a Hustle and Flow? No. It's so good. Listen, so this dude, it's a, it's um, it's about like, you know, black culture and it's a, it's a African-American guy trying to make it big and become a DJ and like a rapper and everything. And like, he finally like, kind of like makes it at the end, but like he, like some shit happens and he ends up going to jail. And as he's walking down the jail cell, every, like all the inmates are like playing his song. And, like, that's how he figures out, like, oh, my God, my, my music is finally on the radio. Because he had a sex worker. And the sex worker was pretty fucking decent friends with him. Like, they were, like, best friends, lived, lived with him and everything. And she was, like, I'm in charge. She went and got his shit on the radio. And that's how I feel like Tupac was. Like, he's just walking down the jail so just, like, that's my album. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just so many movie references right now. It's fine. Well, we are. T- I mean, he was an actor. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. relevant. This isn't a tangent. Okay. <laughs> so, um, blah, blah, blah. He was also um, busy doing and saying other things while he was in the slammer. Um, he accused um, Biggie, Notorious B.I.G., mm-hmm. Puffy Combs, Andre Harrell, and Randy Stretch Walker of setting up the shooting in New York. <gasps> He literally was like, y'all did it, mm-hmm. like, up yours. So, um, however, Randy Stretch Walker, 
who they called him Stretch, mm-hmm. he was murdered exactly a year after the New York shooting. Mm-hmm. In exactly the same way. He was literally, like, shot by two armed men. Sus. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that Tupac did it. I'm not. <laughs> no. But um, at some point, circumstantial evidence <laughs> isn't circumstantial anymore, Courtney Love. <laughs> Anyways, so Tupac only served eight months of his four and a half year prison sentence. All right. So he was sentenced to 18 months minimum, and he only served eight. Dope. So why did he get out so early, you ask? Because the president of Death Row Records... Um, got him out on parole by posting a $1.4 million bond. Ow. $1.4 million to get this boy out of jail. That's a lot of money. That's like, that's a lot of money now, but that's a lot of money in 1994. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, Erica just had a light bulb moment. I'm assuming this has something related to any of the conspiracies. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get to it. Okay. So he then began working on his debut album for Death Row Records. This album titled All Eyes for the Z on Me was the first double disc of original material in hip hop history. So boys just like breaking records all over the place. First guy to release an album in prison. Well, not to release an album in prison, but to enjoy a uh, number one on the charts in prison. Mm-hmm. So this album hit number one on the charts upon its release in February and became a quintuple platinum by the fall. So I don't know what that means, but um, following the release of this album and the single that featured Dr. Dre, California Love. I was literally <laughs> just singing that in my head. Tupac grew tired of the hip-hop world, and he began focusing on his acting. Uh-huh. Erica's eyes are <laughs> the size of the moon. <laughs> it's not night in the afternoon, though. Sorry, I'm done. It's night in the afternoon. We're going to get coffee about right over the moon or whatever. Your eyes are the size of the moon. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't copyright this shit. Okay, so... Focusing on acting, around this time, um, Death Row Records was beginning to fall apart because Dr. Dre was no longer the house producer and the president, Knight, was doing some pretty illegal shit, uh, which we will hear about later. So, bring it down. Here we go. On September 7th, 1996, Tupac attended a Mike Tyson boxing match in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Hotel. This is potentially my favorite sentence ever directly from one of my sources. There was a scuffle after the bout between a member of the Crips gang and Tupac. First of all, the word scuffle in reference to a fight is like- Especially with the Crips. My favorite. (laughs) Secondly, um, the Crips gang. Oh, what? Excuse me? Mm? So it was known that the president of Death Row Records, Knight, was involved in the Bloods gang. Mm-hmm. So this was a Crips versus Bloods thing. Yep. So this is probably why the scuffle started. The scuffle. And um, anyways, so they all, meaning Tupac, Knight, and the rest of their entourage, piled into the car and left. As they were heading home or wherever they were going, the car stopped at a red light because, you know, following the law... And a man came out of another car and fired 13 shots into Tupac's car, 
hitting Tupac in the hand, pelvis, and chest. Tupac survived the surgery, but died six days later. He was 25 years old. The murder has never been solved. Uh, Tupac's body was cremated, and members of his old band, Outlaws, claimed that they smoked some of his ashes to honor him. Um, if y'all, yeah, that's a thing. If y'all cremate me, please don't smoke me. Please yeah. don't. Well, it's your decision if you want to be cremated or not. You know, I don't know. I don't really want to die. Same. So I don't really know what I want done with my body after I die, even though I don't want to die. I don't know. Donate me, donate me to a body farm and let them... Uh, that's an actual thing. I know. I listened to an episode about it today. An episode of uh, Morbid Podcast. Yeah, it's some sort of ranch and it's just a fucking shit ton of bodies and they, but they do like science. They do like tests. So yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's just kind of weird to think about. They study like the, the decomposition of bodies and honestly, it's low-key cool as hell. I'm in the wrong profession. Go for it. Except I really hate bad smells, so I don't think that's a good idea. You can just walk in in like a hazard suit. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. They, honestly, they probably do. Yeah. To be honest, but I don't know. Anyways, um, so his mom, Afeni, said that she was going to scatter his ashes in Soweto. Soweto? Soweto? I don't know. I'm so sorry. South Africa on the 10th anniversary of his murder. But she ended up scattering them on June 16th, 1997, which would have been Tupac's 26th 26th birthday. So to finish my segment, I just want to read this quote by Eminem, the king of rap, about Tupac from hiphopscriptures.com. He made you feel like you knew him. I think that honestly, Tupac was the greatest songwriter that ever lived. He made it seem so easy. The emotion was there and feeling and everything he was trying to describe. You saw a picture that he was trying to paint. Mic drop. Mic drop. Tupac, RIP bud. We love you. Like, okay, so before I get into my conspiracies, all I'm saying is like 100%, like if one person faked their death, I think it was Tupac. And it just sucks because like if he actually did, I feel like he didn't tell anyone like none of his like friends and it saddens me because like snoop dogg absolutely adored him like snoop snoop dogg absolutely adored him and it's like i don't know i feel like snoop dogg kind of knows like maybe deep down maybe snoop dogg is like you know what he he faked his death Mm -hmm. but like you know i don't know i'm just saying and like what you just said about eminem that kind of saddens me because i'm like oh I just wish that he could have told some people because, like, right. that just... Just saying, like, if he did fake his death. But, anyway. So, as we all know, the, per- the the number one thing about Tupac is that he faked his death, right? Yes. The theory actually came just a few days after his death. Really? That soon? Yep. Because everyone knew that some people were after him. And so, I actually got some of these conspiracies from the Rolling Stones article. And so, like... I'm not gonna lie, my conspiracies are kind of like all over the place because when I was looking up conspiracies on Tupac because like I only knew a few because I was like, okay, obviously he faked his death or like he's in Cuba, like, you know, I knew all those. Right. But like there wasn't many that were in great detail. They were all kind of like sure and like, oh yeah, this is the conspiracy and like a few things and it's like, that was it. There was no like depth. (laughs) Oh, you mean it's not like a crazy math, mathematical one? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
it's all kind of like just a bunch of little ones. It's like it's like straightforward yeah. and makes sense. Yeah, and yes, could be yeah, plausible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be plausible. So Rolling Stone's article said that apparently Tupac's bodyguard apparently shared that he helped fake the rapper's death and smuggled him to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, some theory, like some theorists believe. Okay, so this one's actually my favorite. I thought it was pretty neat. So I guess Tupac really loved this philosopher called Niccolo. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna Niccolo. Uh, what's his last name? Looks like oh Machiavelli. That dude. Okay. Niccolo Machiavelli. Mac- Machiavelli. Okay. Tupac really fucking loved this dude, and he wrote the Art of War, which said a few words about advocating for faking one's death in order to manipulate the enemy. Like that makes the so enemy. That makes so fucking much sense, though. Mm-hmm. Because like Tupac was like, well, "Watch me go Houdini and just fucking <laughs> think that you murdered me dead." But let me go to Cuba <laughs> because of this philosopher. Ooh. Like I can see it. All of the ideas are there. Like the <laughs> logic, it makes sense. It does. Yeah. Um, some say he's hiding in Cuba with his aunt, and apparently he really loved his aunt. She was a high figure that he looked up to, and she was also a part of the Black Black Panther Party and the Black Libertarian Army. Um, some say he hinted that he was still alive in his 2002 track release, Better Days, and he, one of the lines was, okay, expect me like you'd expect Jesus to come back. Okay. This motherfucker gonna come back. uh, So he's talking about, like, reincarnation. But like, in my mind. Caitlin. What? This motherfucker was like, nah, I'ma fake my death. Drop a hint, 2002, and he's eventually gonna come back. Like, I just, I don't know. Listen, I was laying in bed writing most of these conspiracies at like 10 at night. He'd be like almost 50 by now. So? Maybe maybe he's gonna get close to his deathbed and be like, what's up everyone, actually I was alive. And then, And so, okay, bring in Knight back. So Knight has spoken out about the topic. He said he was in the car when Tupac was shot and said Pac was laughing all the way to the hospital. Knight also claims that Tupac spoke to him about faking his death. Right before the shooting, Tupac and Knight were on a vacation in Maui. And that is where Pac brought it up several times about faking his own death. So apparently, Tupac has brought up that he's thought about faking his own death so he's pulling he's pulling a jim morrison where he's just like talking about it all the time yeah and making it real sus yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) see uh another one is filmmaker rick boss okay rick ross rick boss yeah that's that's a rip off boy pick a different name Filmmaker Rick Boss claims Tupac flew to Mexico and believes he either used a body double or escaped in a Vegas helicopter. That was literally just the conspiracy. He either used a body double, which, bro, there are so many body doubles of Tupac, it's fucking ridiculous. Right. Did you see, okay, Koi and Brian, they moved to LA, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They just did an episode with a Tupac lookalike. Like, swear to God, straight out of ni- like the 90s Tupac. Are, on YouTube? <gasps> I don't know. I don't know if Koi and Brian still do. Or are they on only on TikTok? I think they're only on TikTok right now. Let me let me look them up. The cheeky boyo, boyos. Okay, look, 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 look. 
Excuse me? Yeah, dude. No. Yeah. That was Tupac. That was Tupac. That was Tupac. That was not a lookalike. That was. Let me see that. Pause it on his face. That's Tupac. Dude, I know. No. No. Like, okay, so here's his no. profile. Look. Nose piercing and everything. The fuck? Like the oh my look, okay. look. Bro. Wait. The nose. The the mouth, the facial hair, the eyebrows, the eyes struck the eh, nah. that is Tupac. He's lying. That He's is Tupac. <laughs> what if that was his gif all the time? He's like, y'all think like shout him out. What's his name? Oh, uh, what's his everyone name? look this guy up on Twitter on TikTok. Okay, so it's at J A Y A V E L I twenty three. So J J Avili. It is Tupac. It is Tupac. His name is not Jay Avili. His name is Tupac. It's him. God. Listen, Literally like say, spitting image. He's beautiful. He is. He's a gorgeous man. Anyway. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is going to be the longest episode ever. We are at 55 minutes and nope. most of it is content. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. Listen. Okay. 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 I'm listening. Some, some say he's alive and kicking it and living in plain sight. That was Tupac. Oh my God. Living in plain sight. That was Tupac. It's Tupac. I feel like he would have aged at least like a little bit. Because he looks like literally straight yeah, out of the 90s. 90s. Yeah. Like that is 25 year old Tupac. Yeah. But I feel like he would have aged like a I little know, bit. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. African American people age beautifully. You're right. I swear to God, they don't age. You're right. They just well, look the plus, same. Tupac never like... He kept his head shaved anyways. Yeah. So it's not like we would be able to tell by his, his like, quote unquote, gray hair. Yeah, he's alive. <laughs> anyway. He's super alive. And he's he's posting videos on TikTok. And he's, <laughs> like, hiding, hiding under. Place. He's <laughs> hiding under the name Jay. It's, <laughs> it's Tupac. Ugh. Okay. So apparently he's just living out his life in the spotlight. But they think he feeds into the attention of playing he's dead or, like, playing if he's dead or not. Many people in New York claim they see him for a split second looking like dead into his eyes and then he just disappears. Poof. Yeah. Which, I mean, I see New York, you're shoulder to shoulder anyway. Right. And like I said, there are a lot of lookalikes. But like, could you imagine if Tupac is actually living in New York? Because that would be so great because like someone could literally spot him and then he could just slip away because there's just so many people in a crowd. Right. So like, perfect. He could be like, I'm actually alive and then... He is pulling a Jim Morrison. He is alive. This one is actually really interesting. I've never heard of this conspiracy. Okay. Because there's a lot of... I know. Different conspiracies on Tupac. I'm sorry I'm not covering them all. Because we'd be here for hours. Yeah. But there's also a theory thinking he's in prison. Listen, I didn't really put this conspiracy in here because there was literally nothing else on it. It was just like one sentence. And it was... So, like, someone thought that he was, like, the government took him because he was a witness to something. Don't know what he was a witness to or why the government needed him because he was a witness, but the government took him. This is some 27 Club level, like, government yeah. involvement shit. Oh, I'm listen, I can't wait totally to- Totally into it. I can't it. wait to talk about the government and the 27 Club because I have so much. Anyway. For those of you, for listeners, we have not recorded said 27 Club <laughs> episode yet, but you have heard it, and I'm sure it was crazy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they think that 
he was in prison. And there were newly found prison records from 2017 and 2019 matching Tupac's identity. There, there was a YouTuber ex con Cody Lechi. So con Cody searched Tupac's full name and his date of birth and claims to have found two recent entries come up. There were two bookings from April 14, 2017 and April 26, 2019, matching a lot of details, including Pac's height and weight. So this YouTuber thinks that Tupac is just chilling in prison. And For what? Don't know. Don't know. Just chilling in prison and they're just hiding him in prison. Hmm. But like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't see why or how, just like the government conspiracy like why would the government want Tupac please because because his lyrics and his music was so controversial and it was so upfront and very much like y'all are treating black people like shit knock it off like so like uh, um so uh spoiler we're gonna talk more about it in the 27 episode but like I highly believe that the government picks and chooses who to kill especially the 27 club because like or like little peep or um x or Juice World, swear to God that the government killed them because they, like, they felt Don't get threatened. too much into it. They're all going to have their I own I episodes. I, 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 I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, I just feel like the government killed them because, one, they felt threatened because they're such talented artists, and two, they felt threatened because they're like, oh my God, these people know so much, so we got to... <laughs> listen. You right, you right. The, <laughs> listen, listen. The government can and does do whatever they want. They do. That's why I'm, yeah, that's why I'm saying it. I bet that sounded beautifully in the mic. That was so cute, Loki. Okay. But that's all of my conspiracies. So, so, um, okay, so here's one. First of all, I want to talk about, man, this is going to be a, a long episode, so I hope y'all are strapped in. So, I want to talk about, what about the Biggie, Biggie Tupac rivalry? Do you think Biggie had anything to do with it? Oh, fr- I'm sorry to call you out like that, my Biggie Smalls, but uh, I know you've gone to R.I.P. But, um, yeah, like, obviously they had a rival. They did not like each other. I feel like if if Tupac is dead, I do think that Biggie killed him because mm-hmm. gang mm-hmm. shit, you know. Gang um, shit. <laughs> like. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that. If Tupac is dead, I really feel like he, like Biggie, had something to do with it. Um, and did it? When did when did Tupac die? September thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. Cause Biggie, Biggie died March 9th, nineteen ninety seven. Correct. The day of your birth. Yeah. <laughs> the day of my birth, Biggie Smalls died. I also have heard um, that Tupac was reincarnated as a um another rapper what whose name is machiavelli what like that yes like that um that philosopher philosopher i almost said philanthropist philanthropist the the philosopher machiavelli he literally came like quote unquote came back as a different rapper like (sighs) yeah that's the first time i've ever heard that conspiracy My sister actually used to have a jacket that said Machiavelli on it. Like, and everyone swears up and down that Machiavelli is Tupac reincarnated. It couldn't be like, it couldn't be like Tupac hiding as Machiavelli, Mm -hmm. but because I don't, I don't think they're the same age. 
oh my god, listen, 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 what if Tupac is actually alive and then he's living through this Machiavelli guy, but like he's making the music for this dude and just living through him. Like, oh my god. Wow. And like told him, was like, hey, you gotta name yourself this. Wow. Yeah, because it makes sense. Because if Tupac's favorite philosopher was that Niccolo Machiavelli guy, I'm pretty sure I'm saying that last name wrong, but this is how the rapper's name is pronounced. So if if his favorite rap, damn it, if his favorite philosopher was Niccolo Machiavelli, then why wouldn't he make his rap name Machiavelli? It makes sense. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Erica's face right now. <laughs> Fucking A, bro. <laughs> we cracked it. This is like, this is probably a, a really, really crazy episode. Like, these are some wild conspiracy theories. Dude, yeah, I just couldn't believe on how many Tupac had. Like, I knew he had, like, some, but I was like, oh, wow. It's like, it's like every fucking conspiracy I know. to do with him. Like, anything you could think of. It was an egg. An egg fucking killed Tupac. An egg? Like, I mean, some <clears throat> something dumb. But, I, like, you know, you know right. what I mean. But, like, yeah. uh, it's just, what? Yeah. No. Wow. What a ride. What a ride. <laughs> so what do you think actually, like, which which one do you think it actually is? Oh, 100%. I feel like he's just alive and kicking. Like, mm-hmm. what? I don't know what he could be doing. He, I mean, shit, he could be in Cuba with he's his aunt. He's just living his best life. Yeah, like... Who cares? Like, like I said, if one celebrity faked their death, he is, like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just have that feeling where I'm like, I just, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. he's alive and... I get it. Like, earlier you said that he was getting tired of the music scene. Well, maybe he was getting tired of everything and was like, let's <laughs> pretend I'm dead. <laughs> that is going to be the the <laughs> noise, the sound effect of this episode. That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like we need to take a video of you doing that and making that sound and turn it into a GIF that we can just post over and over and over and over again. Please no. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> oh. Well, um, so that's it. Tupac wait, is whoa, alive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, what, do you think he's still oh. alive? Oh, yeah, yeah he super think? is. He super is. I definitely feel like he's not. I feel like if he was dead, which he's not, which he's not. I feel like Biggie would have something to do with it. Sorry, Biggie, but that's just how I feel. And but I don't I don't think he's dead. I really really because don't. Because wasn't wasn't my stomach is growling. I'm fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Wasn't because wasn't Biggie in that car that Mm-mm. not in Tupac's car of course. Oh, but in the, the other shirt. car. Yeah. Because wasn't he? Because listen, I, I watch I watch Notorious B.I.G. the movie. Uh huh. And I thought that's what they. It's been a long time time uh, since I've seen it. I don't know. But I thought that's what they implied. I could be totally wrong. Because, like, it's... I was probably, like, a child when right. I watched it. But I could have swore that's what they said. I don't know. Because I thought that's where they brought the conspiracy of, like, Biggie did it. Right. Well, it doesn't help that him and Biggie had such a big... A bi- <laughs> it doesn't help that Tupac and Biggie had such a Biggie rival. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. I just... Pun, I'm pun, just pun, 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 <laughs> I'm so Sorry. <laughs> We just lost all of our listeners. <laughs> They're like, yeah, okay. Click. Delete. <clears throat> Sorry. <sighs> yep. That's what's happening. So, honestly, this episode could have I... almost been a two-parter. 
It could have been, <clears throat> but that's fine. I, yeah, I believe, realistically, I feel like he's just living his life, like, out in plain sight, because, yeah. like I said, there's a lot of fucking doubles that look like him, so right. he could literally just be like, someone could go up to him and be like, are you Tupac? And be like, nah, but I get that a lot. See, and I feel like, okay, so there there are people who can look, like, there are doppelgangers. Yeah. Doppelgangers exist. But, like, Barack Obama's doppelganger, you know, he makes, like, memes. He's, like, he's, like, everywhere. He makes, mm. like, YouTube videos and all that shit. Even Barack Obama's doppelganger isn't a, like, spitting image absolute clone of Barack Obama. Like, you right. can still tell that it's not him. It's, like, yeah, it could probably pass as him, but, mm. like, it's not. Right. If you compare them side by side. But that guy that you showed me. Mm-hmm. You compare him next to Tupac's actual face, and oh my god, they are the same human being. Yeah. It's the same person. It's mm. him. Yeah. He could make it's, some real money. <clears throat> he probably is now, but because <clears throat> Coy and Brian just did a video, and then David Dobrik did a video with him, so he probably just made bank. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Um, but it's actually a weird coinkydink. So I was watching TikTok earlier before you got here, and I saw an episode of Pawn Stars, and... Steve Carell went into like their shop, right? What? Yeah. And so like they were all like conspiring and coming up to each other and they're like, is that Steve Carell? And like they're all like, no, no, no. And so like one of the guys went up to him and was like, are you Steve Carell? And Steve Carell played it off. He's like, no, but I get that a lot. Huh? Like, what if that's Tupac? What if he's like, no, I get that a lot. Like, what if he's literally living in like LA, New York, whatever, still in the States? And he's like, nah. He's just, just living his best him. life. Just yeah. living his best life, doing his own his own thing. I think that's all we have for you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I had. Um. Oh, I do want to say thank you guys so much for like listening and supporting, and we love you so much. Please take the survey that um, we have made for you, Loki. Please don't cut your face on the pizza cutter. That would be tragic. <laughs> don't be tragic. <laughs> but um, also follow us on Facebook at Murder on the Music Scene, and Twitter and Instagram at M-O-T-M-S podcast, okay? Moths. And if you, yeah, mom's podcast. Moms. <laughs> and if you Get feel out of there, <laughs> God, you are worse than a child. Anyways, if you feel so inclined, donate to our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash murder on the music scene. Or click the link that I have just put on our um, support page on our website, murderonthemusicscene.com. Again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye forever. Thank you for listening to Murder on the Music Scene. Our cover art and our music and editing is done by Caitlin Anderson. Check out our website at murderonthemusicscene.com and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Murder on the Music Scene. If you have suggestions or comments, email us at murderonthemusicscene at gmail.com. All of our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you would like to support us, you can become a patron on Patreon. Just search Murder on the Music Scene or use the link on our website. Make sure to join us next time for another conspiracy-filled episode of Murder on the Music Scene.